0: Hello everyone and welcome to another Quick Look. I'm joined here by Maunus. Hi. Because we're going to be talking about this right here. The new TV from LG, which is, uh, well, a second generation OLED, which uh, is...
1: Exciting, very, very exciting stuff indeed. So I've been using the LG CX for a long time. It's been my TV of choice, you have as well. Uh, and we've actually been using it as a standard for visuals and graphic measurements here in the office for a while. Almost because dory uses it, I use it. We're the two main voices who comment on how games look. So that's been kind of a natural thing for us. So it was really exciting when LG finally, and it is it has been late because these things launched back in the beginning of the year, but there's been a run on these things. We finally have an an OLED Evo here. And the reason it's called Evo is actually both exciting and really unexciting at the same time. But it's both actually in complete sort of awe of LG's market position that we're saying this. Because since LG introduced their first generation OLED panel, I think in 2015, Not a lot have actually changed because the panel has been so good that while uh, competitors like Samsung have continued to innovate, creating better and better QLEDs in order to catch up, LG hasn't really had to do much at all, apart from improving design, speakers, ports, all of these different kinds of things. Selling it to other
0: manufacturers that then all they need to do is better processing. Exactly.
1: So they've been making a better alpha processor every single year, and they boast better color gamut coverage and calibration. And they've been giving us HDMI 2.1 ports on the latest couple of models on all ports thank you for that LG. So the point of the matter is that now they feel like it's time to introduce the second generation of their OLED technology. They call it OLED EVO. And OLED EVO is essentially really, really simple. While the general composition of the panel don't change all that much, every single um, LED on an OLED panel is its own singular light source, meaning that it doesn't need to have any backlight. So, but the thing is, there has been some criticism of LG's use of the OLED panel because they can get rather dim because when there's no backlight there can't be the same light output through the panel so so they've been able to do you know better contrast better black levels yeah but lower nits yeah exactly so that's also where QLED has really shined because they've just been doing 2000 nits like completely burning your retinas with peak brightness but with LG OLED OLED EVO panels, they've been able to increase the individual luminance, the individual brightness of each pixel in the frame. So what that means is, you should have better um, color gamut coverages, so this boasts 100% DCI-P3, way more than 100% sRGB, so you could essentially edit videos and photos on there and be pretty sure that it comes out right. At the same time, they boast delta E values or deviations of less than two, meaning, that again, you should be able to do serious photo and video work on this thing, which just adds to the versatility of LG's OLED panels already, or, the, or watch a film in
0: filmmaker mode and exactly. see it exactly as intended or yeah.
1: watch sports with all the enhancements turned on yeah, and, exactly. and feel like you're there so that's really really cool and one of the like again you get all of the good things about an OLED panel and I think we've spoken a lot about LG's OLED panels in general and I don't think we need to repeat that we've done a number of quick look videos on these TVs throughout the year so the, 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 the immediate like advancements in OLED technology go watch some of those videos the point of the matter is that Evo should should really increase the luminance of the panel, the nits peak brightness of it while maintaining really strong color gamut coverage throughout. Thing. You still get all of the same great other stuff, though. Yeah,
0: I was just But to say it will be interesting to see once we, you know, run it through a rigorous review yeah, test as well. Yes. To see if uh, the EVO also battles another thing that has been uh, a little bit of a downside on OLED, right? and that is burn-in. Sure. Because you only have a singular light source for each pixel, mm-hmm. they tend to dim. And so to then uh, get rid of the burn-in, you need to lower the peak brightness of of course all the pixels yes so so we'll, we'll see if yeah, yeah that is actually that's addressed.
1: definitely something we'll be we'll be assessing in a longer term review which we'll get to hopefully not too long but the thing is there is still a number of cool things that you get in an lg panel regardless of whether or not it is lg oled evo or non-evo for instance so you get i think four um 4k 120 hertz HDMI 2.1 ports, which LG, like Samsung is just catching up now, but they used to do one HDMI 2.1 port meaning if you have an Xbox Series X and a PS5 well you're going to have to hot swap them which is kind of dumb so that is really uh, really annoying as well so the other thing is obviously as I said color accuracy the contrast and deep black levels of an OLED panel and the new Alpha um, 9 Gen 4 image processor should be much better at upressing SR uh, um, uh, lower res content. If you're still watching 1080p content somewhere, you know, all grace to you. But you know, again, that, that, that be, DVD collection. Yeah, again, that should be much better. Um, and also, we haven't really gotten to why this is special and why we're taking a look at it. And that's because this is not a C one. A C one, I think, and a B one is perhaps the most sort of consumer-friendly, I'm afraid to say budget-friendly, but most budget-oriented models.
0: It's one of the things that's interesting about LG's approach is it's basically the same panel and then the framing of what it is put in is different. And this is, uh, well, a higher skew because this is meant to be paper thin and mount it on a wall. We actually, yeah.
1: the stand that we have it on is an extra. <laughs> exactly. So maybe we can we can show you through B-roll essentially, but yes, we got the desktop stand, which is extra because when you buy this G-series TV, which is called Gallery, and there's a good reason for that, it comes with a flush wall bracket, a mounting bracket for the wall because you're meant to have it hanging like a picture. But that does not mean that it's like the Samsung frame where it kind of has to emulate a, an, a like a, a painting with different software initiatives. No, this is just that it hangs really flush and is really thin because if you are buying a C1, you get a really thin top of the panel which is only about the glass and then you have the actual processing and the rest of the TV a little in a thick plastic box that the baby t- got back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but this thing is thin all the way around and how they've done that, I don't know because there has to be a need for the thick part on a C1 and B1, but apparently, Some no, sort of sorcery. this is like like between your like fingers thin all the way down and when you mount that on the flush wall bracket it is essentially up there as tight as it can be. There is also scalloped troughs throughout sort of the the, the plastic back of the TV which basically means that you can put in your four HDMI ports and then you can lead them out through those troughs and mount these um, sort of plastic covers so that it is one flush part up against a flush wall so that really means that it should be like the most seamless integrated TV into your home that almost money can buy.
0: Yeah, and I also just want to stress one more time that we're not talking about something like the, uh, the, the Samsung frame no, where it had a separate box exactly, where no. you plugged everything in and then a
1: cable up to the panel. It is all built into yeah, yeah. the actual There's TV. no separate thing. All of the HDMI ports are in there. They're just, you have to mount every HDMI port, lead them out, and then, for instance, gather them up in a, uh, you, you, you know, that you can get these little cable sit-backs or something like that. But the point of the matter is that you can make this look really seamlessly integrated in a way that a C1 or a B1 really can't. So that is actually why you are investing in something like the G-Series, because the panel is the same. You get the same OLED Evo panel by purchasing the much cheaper B1 or the C1 which you know that makes a harder case for this but it makes a much better case as lg as a consumer friendly manufacturer i would say
0: yeah in, instead of having features that are locked off or or only available in the higher end models exactly they're all high end models it's just a question of well how do you want it to look yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. want to integrate into your living room and yeah.
1: And exactly, and you get all of the same cool stuff all throughout. So G-Sync and FreeSync and HDR10 Pro and VRR and ALM and eARC ports for the newest soundbars with Dolby Atmos and all of these things, you get them throughout. All you're paying extra for is the way that this is manufactured and the thinness and the tolerances which means that it can hang so flush as it can. So I think you can already hear that we pretty much really like what LG is doing already. And there's a good chance that we're really gonna like this and I wouldn't personally really recommend any other TVs other than LG TVs I just really like them that's basically the whole truth so we're gonna go review this thing now I'm gonna tell you much more about it in the weeks to come thank you so much for watching see you on the next one